0: Hello, welcome back. I am your host, Kristen, and you are listening to another episode of the Strip and Shake podcast. Hello, welcome and today we're talking about succeeding in the gig economy and I'd like to say that this is a new economy but it really isn't. This is something that has been around for quite a few years now and is becoming more and more prevalent uh, as we progress and as things in our old paradigm of how people work changes. And I have been blessed to be a part of this gig economy for about 11 years now. And I have two hustles going on the side, both of them are work from home, and both are very, very different. And I wanted to share the pros and cons of both, so that if you're looking for uh, something to do from home, something that you can do on the side, whether you're still working at a job or not, it really doesn't matter, you can do these and bring in a little extra income for you and your family. Now the two that I am a part of is, um, one, I am, I started my network marketing career about 11 years ago, and that's one side of it. So it's network marketing or otherwise known as MLM. The other one is I do transcribing from home as a freelancer. And I do that through an agency. So it would be very similar to like Uber or Lyft, where I get paid per job. I don't have to go out and hunt for these jobs. The the people, the the people who want their stuff transcribed send it into the company and then us as freelancers get to go in and use that service, um, I guess in a sense, or be the service provider is really what we are. And, and that's what we do. So we get to go in and, and do the transcribing for the companies that need things or people, individuals, doesn't really matter who needs something transcribed. And I started that, Oh, just over a year ago in October of 2018. And, um, that has been one of the bulks of my income. And in the last couple months, a few things have changed. Things have taken a little bit of a left turn. Um, and as we know, people in change don't go well. <laughs> as much as we can be open to it, it still can be a huge struggle. And if you wanna learn about what happened, you I'm not gonna talk about it here. You can mosey on, mosey on over to Twitter. Um, And if you search fair wages for transcribers, you can read all about what happened. Um, I don't really wanna get into the drama of it here because that's not the focus of this video. So first, let's talk about this. Let's talk about the pros of being a freelance transcriber through an agency. Now, the first one is, is of course, you work when you want to. You have a very flexible schedule. There's no, you have to start at nine and you're done at five or you have to start here and end there. No, you can do this whenever you choose to which is really nice. Um, if you're somebody who has kids and school and you know maybe you're concerned about getting a job because you wanna make sure that you can pick your kids up, you don't have to look for daycare, after school care, whatever it might be, this is fantastic because I can just pick up, go get the kids, bring them home and it's all good. Um, and I'm here for them, which is fantastic. <laughs> it's very, very nice to be able to be here for them. And I know that they appreciate it too. Um, the other one is, is there no? there's no minimum or maximum. You can work as much or as little as you like with some i don't know if there's stipulations but there are some parameters um there is a certain amount of how does it work so there's three levels in the company that i work with for transcribers three levels of transcribers there's your rookies there's your bulk people and then there's the upper echelon of people and how that works as to how you you fit in each category. Of course, if you're a rookie, you're a rookie. You have a certain amount of minutes that you have to transcribe to get certain metrics. Yes, we do get graded on our work to make sure that the quality is there because otherwise people would just be sending in crap, basically, and people have done it. There are scammers out there who actually do that. And it's really, really unfortunate. They'll just copy and paste something that is not related to what is being spoken at all. Um, And that makes it really hard for us and makes it hard for the company that provides the service for us so that that's why we have the metrics in place um, so there's a certain amount of minutes you have to have transcribed which actually isn't really high per like 120 day period and then there's specific metrics you have to have based on a one out of five scale um, so that's this where the stipulation lies but there really is no minimum or maximum um, the other one is you get paid every week with this so we start it's weird out here in Mountain Time. Um, it doesn't start at midnight <laughs> on Monday. It actually starts at 7 p.m. on Saturday that our week starts because they go by the global time. And um, But we get paid every Monday. Every Monday religiously, we get paid for the work we did the previous week. So there's always that income coming in. You don't have to wait a month to get it. If you need the income now, it will be here the following Monday. The other bonus is, there's a variety of topics that you get to transcribe. It's amazing the information I have learned. I'm a very learny person. I like being able to learn new things. It lights up all the neurons in my brain. And when I can learn really fun and interesting things, I'm, I love it. So there's some really cool stuff that you get to transcribe. And the information that you can get is ridiculous. And the other best part is you can work in your pajamas, you can work in your sweats, you can even work in a buff if you choose to. No one's going to know. It doesn't really matter. You have that flexibility. There's no wardrobe. If you don't want to shower that day, you don't have to shower that day. <laughs> I do recommend still showering every now and again. Um, so those are the pros, and I, I really appreciate those pros. Now let's talk about some of the cons of working as a freelance trans- transcriber through an agency. So the first one is is the paper hour usually isn't the greatest. It's not very often that you're going to reach minimum wage unless you are a typer extraordinaire. Um, I type not too shabby, about 50 words a minute, which isn't too bad for me. I mean, my fingers have dis- like their own special form of dyslexia. So you can expect the pay to be lower than minimum wage. And if you have a really challenging audio, which does happen, where the audio isn't clear, or you have people who don't speak clearly and don't speak loud enough, it can make you want to pull your hair out, to be perfectly honest. There's been a few curses as I've been transcribing um, and two you do get those audios where the interview is happening in a very busy cafe at lunchtime and you get all the background noise and it's really hard to hear the actual conversation happening so a note to people out there who are getting work like this transcribed if you're doing an interview please don't do it in the peak hours of the restaurant time uh, try to find a quieter spot it makes it so much easier and so much faster to get really good quality work out to you which is what we really want to deliver. So just a side note on that one. <laughs> the, the other con is that the company can change anything, the pay structure, how your metrics are done at any time without notice or consult. They can't consult you know, 30,000 transcribers, obviously. Um, we have had changes like that happen overnight and it is extremely frustrating. And again, if you wanna hear about the hoopla, you can check out uh, just Google, or go onto Twitter and search Fair Wages for Transcribers and you will know exactly what we mean by they can change things on you instantly. Um, you do not get paid for the time spent to find a job. So there will be thousands and thousands of transcribed jobs available. You have to find one that you can do and you do not get paid for that time. When you're scrolling through thousands of audio files, it can take up quite a bit of time to find one that is of a decent quality. And if you are at a spot where you need to get your metrics up a little bit, um, you don't want to take too many chances on crappy audio. So it could take a little extra time to find a decent audio where you can you know, get your metrics back up. Uh, so just keep that in mind as well. You will be spending a lot more time than what you will be getting paid for. The other one is, you're not an employee, therefore you're not eligible for benefits, raises or vacation pay, the company has no obligation to you. They really don't. And as much as that's hard to say, you might be thinking, ah, those jerks. It's not the company's fault that we are not employees. This is our choice. This is our choice to be a freelancer. And so when you need to take time off, you can't call in your vacation pay to cover the week that you're off. No, you can't, you have to start banking that time. Or that money on your own and maybe put it in a savings account so that when you need to take time off you have the money there to cover what you need to cover. I had this happen when we had an unfortunate um, very sudden passing of a family member and I had to take a week off and I didn't get paid for that week. So that's something to really keep in mind when you're looking at these types of employment. They're kind of employment but they're kind of not. The other one is is there's no guarantee of work either. So I have been on many times where there is no work to be found and my bills were due yesterday. And it's frustrating. Uh, The holidays are extremely slow. If there's a stat holiday, you can guarantee that the weekend is going to be incredibly slow during Christmas time. This is about the last week right now. We are sitting at the 16th. This is about the last week for consistent work. Um, Throughout the holidays and until the new year, things slow down huge. And again, as I said, we don't have the vacation pay to pull from. Um, It can be dog-eat-dog and really, really frustrating to snag a job at times, especially when it is slow. It's kind of like seagulls fighting over that last piece of bread that's sitting in the middle of the football field. (laughs) That's kind of what it feels like. I'm sure there's a lot of cursing. I'm sure there's been a few birds flipped to the computer screen. It happens, but that can be a frustrating part as well because there is no guarantee. It's not like they say, these are your jobs that you need to get done. No, you have to go find them, and it can be hell, to be honest with you. Um, The other one is, and this one's kind of sad. And again, this one will make the company probably look terrible, but it's not on the company at all. But you really don't hold the same value to the company as an employee. You don't. There are people coming in and out of transcribing so freaking fast. It's ridiculous. We lose people every day, every day. Um, It can kind of feel like you're just another number in the system. However, Oh, there was one thing I forgot to mention and I don't know why it wasn't there um, in the pros and I'll come back to that in just a second because this needs a shout out Um, but it really can feel like you're another number in the system when it comes to the people who are in head office or HQ um, that you know we do have some kind of communication with them we can email them openly but you really don't build a relationship with these people uh, these people with them I shouldn't say it like that (laughs) but You really don't build that relationship with them. You really don't hold the same value as the people who work in head office, which sounds terrible, but it's not, again, at the fault of the company. It's how this industry works as a whole. It's not the company's fault. Um, Going back to that one pro that I missed in this one is the community in the forums. Incredibly helpful. If you're stuck on anything, you have people to ask questions to, and they're really quick. They're on it. They're snappy. And the nice thing, too, about the forum is because you have people in all across the world, there's usually always somebody up. (laughs) So it doesn't matter what time of day, you can usually get some help, which is really fantastic. So that was a pro, we'll end it on a positive note there. So let's talk a little bit about network marketing or MLM as you may know it. So I started my career in network marketing in 2009. I partnered with a company called Shackley and I've been partnered with them ever since. I haven't jumped companies, I haven't switched companies, I've only ever been with one. And I gotta say, I've been very, very fortunate that I chose a company that was fantastic (laughs) because, You see some things that happen and I will share those as we go along because I want to cover all aspects. Here's one thing that I will tell you, no industry, no career is perfect, not even mine. As much as people, um, some people in the industry may convey that it's perfect, it's not. It has its faults and I've experienced them. If you've been in it for any length of time, I'm sure you've experienced it too. So the one thing that I love about this opportunity the most is the growth and the advancement Whoops. where I can grow and advance my income, where I want it to go. There's no cap. No one can tell me, no, you can't do it. And we're going to talk about that. So I've came in, I came into it very naive. I was 23, didn't know much. I had a little bit of life experience, but not a whole lot. Um, I really didn't understand how much work I would have to put in to make it successful for myself, to make it an income that was worthy and what I needed. Um, So I want you to understand that now... I do my best to convey that to people when they're looking at this and try to really show them that, you know what, this is fantastic, you're going to have to work though. The benefits are there, but you have to work for it. It's not easy, but it's worth it. So let's talk about the pros. So the pros again, you set your own hours, your control of your schedule, and it's flexible. Now that can be a con all in the, all in the same one. We'll talk about them when I get to that part of the list. Um, you choose how much you want to earn. You choose, what are your income goals? Okay, great but you have to work for it. There's no limit, but you have to work for it. It's not gonna be handed to you overnight and anyone who's been telling you that it's gonna happen in six months are not being realistic with you. I may have even done this at the beginning, mostly because I was new, I was fresh, I was excited, really didn't have a lot of experience with it. I can admit that I've made my mistakes and I've done my best to grow, learn from them and correct it so that people who come and join my team don't feel that way and get disappointed and get mad about it because I think that's where a lot of the stigma comes from. Um, As you build your team and your customer base, your residual income kicks in. So if you want to learn about what residual income is or royalty income, a book that I really highly recommend to read is called Beach Money by Jordan Adler. Check it out. He explains it superbly, but basically it's royalty income. You build something, you create something, and it's going to pay you even when you're not working. But here's the catch. You have to build it first. You're not going to get it without building it. So that's number, I don't know what number that is. Um, There is a positive community and team and you get to work with like-minded people. This is critical. The best part about this is the mentoring that you can get from this that is included in this opportunity, in this career that you don't have to pay extra for if you don't want to. Because all you have to do is find somebody in your organization who has built what you want to build. Talk to them. They'll talk to you, why? And if you don't think they will, you're wrong. They will talk to you because you're a part of their business, you're a part of their organization. They have an invested interest in your success. Why wouldn't they help you, right? I have never met anybody in my organization who has reached where I wanna reach, who is not willing to talk to me and coach me and mentor me. That's kinda cool, it's kinda cool. This is a personal development program cleverly disguised as a business learning, learning, learning this this if you are a learning person. If you love to explore yourself and you want to improve yourself. This is the place to do it. Now, granted, there are some crappy people in this industry. There's crappy people in every industry, to be honest with you. Yes, there are people who have scammed other people using this industry as that tool to do so. But I will tell you one thing, those people do not have the longevity. They will not last because one, they're gonna get kicked out by the company because the company doesn't agree with it, the company doesn't condone it, that's how that works. Um, So if you have come across somebody like that, I am so sorry you experienced that and I wish you would have found somebody better, but use it as a learning experience and please try to keep in mind that not everybody is like that. Um, The company cannot control us in the field. They really can't, right? They have to deal with the aftermath of the screw ups. Uh, So please be kind to the company and maybe just ditch the person (laughs) is more of what I would say. Um, The one thing that I will tell you about people who are successful in this industry for a long period of time, and I'm talking 30, 40, 50 years, they are the kindest, most generous, caring people who actually give back to their community and who actually care about others. That's what I've learned about them. They're not people who scam people. They're not people who are scammy. I guess is really all it is. (laughs) So it's based on the person, not necessarily the company. Now don't get me wrong, there are companies who have started up and use this as a model and have scammed people, and I get it, and I'm sorry if you have experienced that. It's painful, um, and it sucks, to be honest with you. It really sucks. So you really have to do your homework. You have to do your due diligence in that regard um next one you get to choose who you work with that's kind of cool you don't get to do that as a job the company chooses for you in this one you get to choose who you work with work with people you like work with new friends it's fantastic Um, you get to choose where you work it's mobile everything is online now with a smartphone with a laptop with a tablet it doesn't matter what it is you can do this industry you can do this business it doesn't matter what company you're with If there's a company that's not online yet, they need to catch up with the times. Um, Where else are we? There's incentives. There's incentives. I mean, it's really cool. There's cash bonuses that are available. There's gifts that are available. There's travel opportunity that's available as an incentive. There's cars that are available as an incentive. And I don't know about you, but honestly, my car payment sucks. I hate it. It is the bane of my existence. I love my car. I don't like the payment. And if I can, know that there's an opportunity for me to get my car partially or fully paid for, that's a win. That's a big win. Car payments, uh, yucky. Actually, it's not yucky because you do get the car. I shouldn't look at it that way. Um, the next one is being of service. You have to be of service to others and help others get ahead. You have to in this industry. If you are not willing to help other people get ahead, you will not get anywhere. Everybody who has ever been successful in this industry has helped somebody get what they want. Now, depending on the company, it depends for the customer base, but if somebody joins your team, usually their want is that they wanna get ahead financially and you have to help them get ahead financially in order for you to reap the benefits as well. So this is about helping. This has community service built right in. It's kind of cool. And some of you may agree with this and some of you may not. And that's fine. I'm totally cool with that. It's not a problem. Um, the next one is build generational wealth. You have an opportunity to build wealth and to build something that you can pass on to future generations. If you choose to have future generations, of course. You may not. And that's OK. But you can even pass this on to good friends. You can pass this on to nieces, nephews, whoever it might be. And <coughs> they can reap the benefits after you're gone. I actually got to talk with a beautiful woman. Her name is Robin, who is a third generation in this business. She got it passed down from her grandmother. And she was able to quit her job and focus solely on the business, which is really cool, and start to be there for her kids. And this was because her grandmother built something and decided she wanted to pass it on as a legacy to her family. If you'd like to learn more about that, I'll post it down below so that you can have a look and watch and listen to her story because it's fantastic. Uh, again, built-in coaching and members- uh, mentorship, that's covered. No huge overhead, or and there's low cost of entry. So you can usually start anywhere from 50 to 1000 bucks. usually. Okay, some of them you can start for free. That's fine. Um, I do like investing a little bit because it puts an accountability and a responsibility on it, which is why I prefer it. Plus, I want to try the product, so I would like to purchase those. I really would. Um, and... Most of the time, you don't need to carry a room full of stock. I do recommend having a little bit because I've been caught a few times where I've gotten a phone call and they're like, hey, do you have this? Wait, no. (laughs) Um, So having a few things that people phone for frequently and it happens is not a bad idea. Plus, it helps with tax purposes, so that helps. Um, There's no employees to manage. You don't have to have employees. You don't have to manage people. Everybody who comes into your team is doing their thing and you just love them where they are and support them where you can but you don't have to manage them you don't have to tell them what to do if they don't want to do the work that's up to them that's their business that's what they choose to do Um, tax deductions everything from your rent your mortgage your car anything that you use to expand and build your business can be used for a tax deduction this alone is worth starting on the side starting network marketing on the side believe me especially if you are in a job because there's not a lot of options for tax shelters when you're working as as an employee that having this on the side even if you're only making 200 bucks a month and that's all you need the tax deductions are insane Uh, the first year that I started this and I started you know you have to actually show that you're moving product and that you have customers right you do have to have a few customers here and there Well, actually, you have to have quite a few customers, but you do have to have people, right? You have to be selling the product. You have to be moving product. Um, That first year, I was able to double my tax return than what I normally got back, which was really amazing and super helpful, especially, you know, in April. (laughs) as that's when we usually got it back, depending. We can usually file in February and then we get it within a couple of weeks, but usually, usually. My, and it's different in the States than it is in Canada. And just so you know, I'm talking from a Canada perspective. So let's talk about the cons because there are cons. I'm not going to pull wool over your eyes and say, there's no downside. There are, okay. This is not perfect. Um, as I said, nothing ever is. So the first one is, is you're starting from scratch. In the beginning, you are starting from scratch. That's as simple as it is. You're not going to be making $10,000 in your first two months. Anybody who's telling you that is either, well, they're usually just There's a couple reasons why they'll tell you that. One, they might be desperate to get somebody in. I've been there. I've done it. I haven't said 10,000. I don't exaggerate that much. Um, But I know what that's like. Um, The other one is that they are trying to scam you. So you really have to be careful. And that's where you have to do your due diligence and look into the company and see what is common. It's not, most people don't, get huge incomes, but quite a few actually. It's, it's very reasonable to say that you can make an extra 500 bucks a month. Um, not necessarily within your first two months, but if you put in the, the work, it'll happen. The when is dependent upon how much work you put in and how consistent you are with it, to be perfectly honest with you. Um, it takes, oh, here we go. You may get the side eye from people who think you're out to scam them. I'm sorry, it does happen, because people have been crappy in this industry. That's really what it comes down to. Um, And that's okay, right? That's okay. It just means that either they've been burned or somebody that they know has been burned. And we have to honor that because it's not fun to get screwed. Let's face it, it's really not fun. So if we can be understanding of that and not take it personally and know it's nothing personal to us, it's because of somebody else, right? All right. Um, It takes time and effort to build your income. Usually a lot more than you think. I'm that person. <laughs> I didn't. I thought, oh, it's going to take this much. Whatever you think it's going to take, double it, triple it. There's your effort. Um, you cannot control what other people do. And if somebody says no, please don't be pushy about it. I mean, you can touch base with them later on, but you don't have to push them. Don't force people. Don't threaten people in. Don't use the, oh my God, please, because I really need someone. Don't use that. If they're not into it, they're not into it. And honestly, sorry, my nose is really itchy. Um, If they're not into it, there's no point in having them on your team because they're not going to be passionate about it. They're not going to be excited to do it. You want people who are excited to do it. You want people who want to be there. So find those people. And don't worry about the people who say no. Don't worry about them. Love them as you've always loved them. If they're good friends of yours, if they're people you've just met, great. Keep a relationship built with them. Don't be the pesty person, person, person. That's it. Um, Here's one that I think is gonna be fun. (laughs) Downside, if you've been told that you don't have to talk to people, you don't have to mention anything about your business, that whoever told you that was wrong, you do have to talk to people, you do have to network, hence the name Network Marketing. You cannot hide behind your computer, contrary to what I'm sure some people have said, no matter what anyone tells you, um, if they tell you that, they are either lying, they're not experienced, or they're not experienced enough in the industry to understand. You do have to talk to people. You do have to build relationships with people. You're gonna have to get out and meet new people. That's what's gonna have to happen, especially if you don't wanna talk to your friends and family about it, which you don't have to talk to your friends and family. You do have to talk to people at some point, somehow, (laughs) okay? So no matter what, I mean, even with the internet today, um, we can reach so many people. We still can't hide behind it. We still have to meet people. We still have to build relationships with people, even if you're using a program like Zoom. Zoom is fantastic. You can talk to somebody in a completely other country, um, which I have done. I have now can officially say I've expanded my business into the United States, into another country, and I did it all virtually, but I'm still building a relationship with people. So you cannot hide behind technology and think you can build your business. You have to get out there, you have to talk with people. Here's the one. You are your own boss, you're accountable to you, and that can be a struggle if you still have an employee mindset. And this is coming from my own personal experience. All of these are, so this isn't like a dig at anybody. This is from what I have learned. You are responsible to you. You are accountable to you. You are accountable to your business. And if you are not getting where you want to go, you cannot blame it on other people because it's not theirs, it's yours. You can't blame the people who say no. You can't blame your upline. You can't blame your family. You have to really take accountability and take responsibility. And this one is hard to swallow because we are so used to You know, blaming our boss, right? We have that opportunity when we're working at a job, is we can blame our boss for the situation, right? Is it right? Probably not. We do need to take responsibility for it. Um, And this is why I love this, because this has taught me to take responsibility and to not blame. Am I perfect at it? Nope, not at all. (laughs) There are times where I do blame people around me and it's not their fault. Um, I do have to take a step back and I don't blame them. I don't go up to them and be like, it's your fault. No, I blame them in my head. And then I'm like, Kristen, get a grip. <laughs> it's not their fault. This is your opportunity. You're responsible. Nobody else is. So that can be a struggle. Um, there's no guarantee of success. It's not guaranteed. And anybody who's told you that it is, they need to stop and really take a look. There's no guarantee of success. One thing I will tell you about it, though, if you put in the time if you're willing to stick with it it can happen i've seen it i talk with many people who have made incredible incomes and i'm talking mid six figures a year takes time they've been with it for a very long time Um, as long as you don't quit as long as you give it a chance and as long as you open to learning because this does take a different set of skills this does take some development of the self and but if you're willing to stick with it and you're willing to work on it, you will get there, okay? But there's no guarantee because it really does depend on you. It's up to you. Um, Again, the company benefits are no longer available. You don't get company benefits. There's no medical included in here. There's no dental, there's no eye care. Um, That would be something you'd have to cover for yourself. But honestly, if you're making a really good income, I don't see that being a problem. This is also why I'm just gonna recommend this here. If you're in network marketing or if you're just starting and you're starting because you wanna quit your job, don't quit your job before you're ready. Don't quit your job until your network marketing organization can make one and a half times what you make in your current job. Again, this is coming from experience. Made that mistake, not fun. (laughs) Because there's ups and downs, there's peaks and valleys. Um, So until it's making at least one and a half, even double what you're already making in your job, stick with your job, tough it out. I know it's hard, um, but that's what I'm going to recommend for that. And then you can still keep benefits if you need to. And the other one, the last one, and I've seen this happen. This has happened many times. There's been many network marketing companies that have shut down, that have closed. And with that, if the company closes, you lose your income. It's a hard truth. But on the same token, if you're working for a company and they shut down, you lose your job. So, You know, this is a business, in a sense. Uh, I don't own full rights to my business. I really don't. And I don't own the full part of my business. However, I do own me. And I can choose to go wherever I want to go. And I do have way more flexibility than I've ever had in a job. So that's one thing that I will share with it. Um, And when a company goes under, or when they decide to change how they structure their organization, it's painful to watch. And if you're ever in that situation, please don't go poaching people instantly. There will be many people who will be in a serious frustration mode, um, trying to figure out what they're gonna do. And the last thing they need is a bunch of other network marketers from other companies bombarding them, say, hey, come join our, come join ours. Send out a nice condolence, let them know you're there for them, and leave it at that, okay? Give them the time. Because one, your company might not be right for them. They may have no interest in the products that the company has. They may not feel the same value. Um, so you have to be very cognizant of that. So one thing I will say is there. Um, I'm positive that there's some points that I missed on both in both sections. But I will just give you my general idea. So my personal thoughts on this is I would choose network marketing as a project that you build for the long term. This is something for the future. And then if you need a side gig get a side gig for that immediate income that you need to pay your bills, to help you with advertising and promoting your business. Um, Or keep your current job so that you can pay for that stuff because you don't want to screw yourself and your bills in there. Again, personal experience. Um, Because we do get really caught up in in the excitement of, ah, we have our own business and ha ha ha, right? You do have to build it. You have to build it and give yourself the time to do so um but set yourself up a plan to do it because honestly here's the thing with the gig job that I do through transcribing the one thing about it is there is no end to it there's no time where I can be like oh I've transcribed for so long now the company's just going to pay me because of the work I've done and I can just relax and retire no that doesn't work if I quit transcribing I don't get paid so you're going to be working your butt off forever um so would you rather work your butt off forever Or would you rather work your butt off for five, 10 years even while your business grows, which will afford you the freedom as the residual income starts to come in. So then as you start building and things start expanding and your organization is growing, all of a sudden you're getting paid more and more per hour because you're working less and less time, but you're still getting paid a ridiculous amount. Uh, Well, you can, I shouldn't say you will. You can if you put the work in. So, um, I tell you which one I would prefer and to be perfectly honest with you, I'm going to give you some of my numbers. Okay. My numbers. So the amount of work that I put in now is very, very minimal. I get paid 200 bucks a month from my from my network marketing organization. And you might be thinking, Kristen, that's ridiculous. It's not ridiculous compared to the amount of time that I put in. This is very passive. This has turned into quite passive income. Um, that's just extra. I'll put in maybe a couple hours, maybe three hours a month of just keeping in touch with my customer base, keeping in touch with my team and I'm getting paid 200 bucks for three hours of work. That's not bad. Um, as I'm growing cause I've decided that I really want to step it up and grow. I think I've had enough of this hustle in my butt <laughs> to be perfectly honest. <laughs> um, As that grows, it's gonna get better and better. So now I'm gonna be putting in a little extra time and that's all right, there's nothing wrong with that. But I know that once I've built it up to that point, I can start scaling back my time and still get paid the same, it's great. Not very many opportunities offer that. Um, So that's what I would prefer. So if you'd like to learn a little bit more about what it takes to build an online network marketing business, I'll invite you to download my free ebook, which again is posted below, I'll give you all the links. Um, Now I'm gonna tell you this is not all sunshine, lollipops and rainbows uh, with network marketing like some may portray it. It's definitely not an opportunity for everybody. Not everybody wants to do it and that's okay. I have no problem with that and you shouldn't either. And if you're not somebody who wants to do it, awesome. There's no problem with that and don't let anybody try to make you feel like you're wrong because you're not. But if you have any inkling to be an entrepreneur, This is the only opportunity that I found that won't drain your life savings and it has built in lifetime support and coaching and you are never, ever limited on how far you can go. No one's ever going to tell you you can't make that much. If you want to make it, that's great, but you're going to have to work for it. You're going to have to put in the time. You're going to have to put in the effort to do it. So I will tell you, this isn't perfect, but really and truly nothing ever is.